0: stories big guess the big picture afternoons with rob breckenridge weekdays 12:30 to 3 770 chqr
1: so look, whether it's beer or any other products that th- provinces shouldn't put up tariffs uh, to keep out of province products off uh, off shelves that much is pretty clear and and we should be striving to eliminate all kinds of different trade barriers that exist between provinces, and some are more visible than others. And certainly, in in this realm of uh, of beer and and alcohol, the Alberta government uh, has a policy that that is aimed at encouraging further growth in in the Alberta craft beer industry. And I suppose the goal, in and of itself, is is laudable. And and we have seen a, a huge jump in the number of of breweries that have opened in Alberta. But did it have to be this way? Because essentially what the Alberta government set up was tantamount to a tariff on out-of-province beer. They raised the the markup rate, the beer tax essentially, right across the board. But Alberta-based breweries basically got that refunded to them through these, these so-called grants. And yet again, the courts have ruled that that is an unconstitutional tariff. So we had a... a a panel, The other ruled that this violated the agreement on internal trade, but we've now had a court rule that it violated Section 121 of the Constitution and, by the way, uh, ordered that more than $2 million in combined restitution payments be made to the two breweries that launched this case. One of them is based in Saskatchewan, Great Western Brewing Company. The other based in Toronto, Steam Whistle. Uh, Tim McLaughlin is with Steam Whistle, joins us on the line here this afternoon. Tim, th- thanks for joining us here.
0: Great to be with you.
1: Uh, So this policy, I mean, it it had been revised a couple of times, but um, this particular version of it, do do you know offhand when this went into effect?
0: Yeah, this came into into action in August of 2016. So the initial markup on out-of-province breweries uh, was passed in October of 2015, essentially raising the the tariff on out-of-province breweries by about 260%. Uh, And after that, we were able to secure an injunction uh, with the courts in Alberta suggesting that it was unconstitutional to... Uh, to impose those tariffs on out-of-province breweries. Understanding that there were some issues around the legality of that move, the government then went and reintroduced new legislation, which uh, was sort of guised under the idea that it was a a grant program for local craft breweries, when really in actuality it was was just a different way to impose those tariffs on out-of-province breweries. And I I think I want to make clear here that, you know, Seamus was very supportive of the idea of, of grants for small breweries and and governments investing in small breweries. But for us, it's important that it's done in a way that doesn't really hinder the free flow of goods across the country. We, we believe for us to continue to, to build a thriving craft beer industry, it's absolutely vital that craft breweries are able to grow not only in their own province, but in other provinces around the country. Yeah.
1: So what was the impact on, on Steam Whistle when this policy came in?
0: So when that came into effect, essentially our the price that our our customers were playing on the tax side, went up 260%. So one of our 50-litre kegs went up over overnight $30, which made us completely uncompetitive in the marketplace. And as a result, we had to go back in and eat that tax, essentially, lower our price to the point that uh, we were actually losing money in the province uh, for several months until we were able to actually achieve that injunction. So it, it really did fundamentally threaten the viability of our business overall in the province and even though we don't we don't have a, a brewery in alberta we you know we've been operating in the province for over 10 years and employ you know many albertans in in the industry or in our business in alberta so even though we're not necessarily you know having a brewery in alberta we still are contributing to the craft beer industry there and and uh, supporting the local economy and creating jobs
1: now i mean just on the tax side or the markup side i guess if, if governments are determined to jack up taxes uh that's something that you know, you'd have to deal with. And if that had been the case here in Alberta, it'd simply been a, the government saying, hey, you know, we're, we're going to raise the markup. It's going to be $1.25 a liter. Uh, take it or leave it. And that would have been something you would have just uh, had to live with and figure out as would every other brewery, right?
0: Yeah, and I think like what really bothered us when, when the legislation came into place, the percentage increase was so unrealistic at, at raising that percentage by to about 260%. At the time, the large breweries only saw an increase of about 3% to their tax uh, now, at the time, they were obviously paying more. So yeah. in terms of the tax situation now, craft breweries are paying you know, almost more on par with the large multinationals are paying. But for us, that was the real issue If you're looking to actually generate revenue off of the beer sales, you know, increasing some of the large multinational corporations who are selling beer in the province a little bit more and asking them to pay their fair share in terms of a percentage increase was something that we would have hoped to have seen at that time.
1: Right, yeah, and that's an important point for people wondering, you know, why is it these smaller breweries taking Alberta to court and it wasn't Molson and and Labatt's? I mean, this is why, because it hit those kind of smaller to medium breweries really, really hard. It was a big, big jump, wasn't it?
0: Absolutely, and I think, like, even after some of the the so-called grant program came into place, you know, you, you saw some of the larger craft breweries in Alberta who have been operating this province for, you know, some of the original breweries, they didn't necessarily benefit from that legislation either. So um, they were actually hurt from that increase in some of those taxes too. So I think, yeah. you know, again, we we think, it, you know, to create a thriving and, and you know, uh, viable craft beer industry, it's, it's vital. And, you know, as a consumer, you want to be able to buy an oyster from PEI uh, in Alberta without paying a tariff on it, or in Ontario, you know, buy Alberta beef without having to, to pay, a you know, a markup or a tariff on it coming to our province, especially considering the state of sort of, U.S.-Canadian trade relations. We need to work together as Canadians to, to stimulate our, our national economy, and, and working together, in our opinion, is is the only way to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's true as you point out. It was Big Rock was one of the breweries that had, yeah, that they, they've been around long enough that they've they've become a little bit bigger, and it, this is, has cut into their earnings. Uh, so yeah, they they didn't benefit from it either. Although maybe some have. Um, this is going to have to go back to the drawing board, though, because courts have now ruled that this this is a tariff. What would be reasonable? You say you support the idea of you know, grants or some kind of assistance to smaller breweries. How do we do that in a way that we're not creating trade barriers?
0: I think mean, there's lots of ways to do that. I mean, you've seen in some other jurisdictions uh, you know, a situation where the governments will uh, incentivize breweries to uh, create jobs. So there will be grants for capital investment, so uh, support in terms of building facilities and, and creating jobs. Things that are tied directly to uh, the growth of, of the economy, I think, are, are a smart way to approach uh, supporting and investing in, in a, in a craft, craft beer industry, as opposed to essentially a rebate system, which in, in some ways artificially inflates uh, you know, the amount of money that can be made off of some of these, these craft brewery sales.
1: What's the situation in Ontario? I mean, that, that's been one of the provinces that uh, brewers here pointed a finger at, saying, you know, it's, it's really difficult to, to get onto store shelves in Ontario. Alberta's pretty straightforward you know, you fill out the paperwork and that's that. What's, what's the lay of the land in Ontario, as you understand
0: it? Yeah, I mean, I think that is something we've heard from Alberta breweries. And, and to be honest, it, it is a little bit more challenging understanding there's, there's fewer players. So you need to really understand how to work within the framework of the LCGO, the government liquor stores here, uh, the beer store is owned by a large brewery, so you can pay your shelving fee, and any Alberta brewery can do this and be listed in, in every store in the beer store network, which is the, the store that sells the majority of the beer uh, in the province of Ontario. So it is, it's definitely challenging, but it's more, uh, I guess, administrative and and work to actually figure out how to work the system to sell here rather than there being sort of, uh, you know, financial barriers or, or situations where, um, you know, there's additional costs imposed on those those breweries from outside of the province. Now, how
1: long has Steam Whistle been around?
0: We're in our 18th year. 18th so we've year. Been, yeah, we're one of the, uh, the older craft breweries now, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, yeah.
1: And are you more or less national? I mean, do, can one buy a Steam Whistle pretty much anywhere in the country?
0: Yeah, we are, uh, we're available coast to coast. We just uh, entered Quebec uh, for the first time in a significant way, so you can drink a Steam Whistle uh, on the Pacific, the Atlantic, or even up in the Yukon, so... It's great to, uh, to create an environment where people can, uh, can enjoy great craft beer all across, the, uh, all across the country.
1: And have you found it to be more of a challenge in, in certain provinces than in others?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what's, what's challenging is that it's different in every province. You know, I, we, we sit here as, as beer consumers and, and think, you know, does it really need to be regulated at the provincial level? You know, every province has their own intricacies and challenges and different administrations and bureaucracies that you have to deal with, when really... Ultimately, you know, how liquor is controlled shouldn't really be that different, you know, considering we're, we're one country. So it's really the fact that each province has its own unique challenges that I think overall makes it difficult for, uh, you know, breweries, especially with, when they're starting out with limited resources to, to invest in terms of, uh, you know, the time it takes to navigate that bureaucracy. Um, I think that's really the challenge.
1: So we should make that easier then, that the, eliminating these barriers right across the country would be beneficial.
0: I would 100% agree with that. I mean, the reality is almost 95% of, of you know, the market share in this country in fact, roughly is, is controlled by foreign-owned breweries at this point. Yeah. You know, so this is one of the most profitable beer industries in the entire world, and most of those profits are being shipped offshore. We need to create an environment where you know, local Canadian independent businesses can thrive. Craft beer represents about 30% of the employment nationally in the beer industry, but only represents about 6% of the actual volume. So it's a great story to tell in terms of uh, both job creation and, and economic impact. Uh, so the more we can do to make it easier for craft breweries to grow, uh, the better off I think consumers will be because they'll have great beers on the shelf, but also the better off the Canadian economy as a whole will be.
1: So I guess you'll be watching to see, as, as will, will consumers here in Alberta, to, to what the Alberta government comes up with now to, to replace this policy.
0: Absolutely. We'll be watching and, and hopeful to see uh, some positive steps to create uh, you know, a level playing field for uh, breweries to grow not only in their own province, but, but across the country.
1: All right. Well, more at SteamWhistle.ca. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Great to be with you. Likewise. There you go.
1: Tim McLaughlin is with uh, SteamWhistle Brewing, SteamWhistle.ca, based in Toronto. As he said, they've been around since uh, 2000. So it was SteamWhistle, Great Western in Saskatchewan that took the Alberta government to court, uh, and they have prevailed. So it's back to the drawing board for the Alberta government, and, and hopefully... Moving further down the direction of of eliminating these these interprovincial barriers. Again, some breweries don't aspire to be national companies. They just want to serve their community. And that's where local breweries have an advantage, a built-in advantage. And there's a lot in Calgary that are very popular. That are basically tap houses that you're probably not going to see a lot of their beer in stores or elsewhere. But it's a place where you can go and just uh, enjoy yourself, drink some local fresh craft beer. You know, others do have uh, aspirations of, of growing larger. Big Rock's a great example. Big Rock started out way back when. I mean, they were the first in Alberta when it was really, really difficult to start a brewery. And they've grown and they've become bigger. In fact, they've become big enough that this policy hurt them too. But that's really the one that, you know, if you want to to find examples of Alberta beer being sold elsewhere in Canada. I mean, Big Rock's typically the only one you're going to see. So maybe as a bigger company, they got a bit more uh, leverage and resources in jumping through all these hoops in some of the various provinces. But it shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be. And that's the point. Maybe there are those who don't really care if their beer is sold in other provinces, but it shouldn't be difficult. And so, yeah, I get the point that Sisi has made. Alberta is very welcoming. It's pretty easy to get on the shelf here. We have far more beer listed in Alberta than in any other province. Now, that's not to say that every single beer store in in Alberta is going to have thousands of different beers. So even though a, a beer might be listed here, it might still be difficult to find. But by and large, we have a much... Bigger range of selection here than anywhere else.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at
1: 1230 on News Talk, 770 Calgary.